This episode is brought to you by Pelota Training. Pelota Training has been developing excellence on the field since 2017 and has developed several innovative methods to train and develop young soccer players. They conduct one-on-one, two-on-one, small group, and even full team training sessions. They're geared toward improving technical abilities of dedicated soccer players at all ages and skill levels. So if you're a player or a parent that's interested in fine-tuning your soccer skills, then check them out. We love Pelota Training personally because former Loudon star Tyler Cabara is on is their co-owner. So check them out on social media or at pelotatraining.com. That's P-E-L-O-T-A training.com and get your very own tailored technical training today. Hey there, folks, and welcome to yet another episode of the Next In Line podcast. Next In Line podcast, where two loud Adams are here to uh, brighten your day. That's right. Brought to you by the RFK Refugees Network. Um, So we're going to talk to you a little bit about uh, some recent games between Miami FC and uh, a wonderful uh, Pittsburgh Riverhounds as well uh, that, that Loudon had and some upcoming games. Yeah. And uh, we're going to dive into a bunch of things that are happening around the clubhouse and some rumors, uh, unpack some of that, some of the big stats that are surrounding uh, this beloved USL championship franchise that we follow um, and uh, some stuff at the Academy level as well. We got a lot of stuff. We're coming at you uh, on a Tuesday evening. Uh, watching the last little bit of Champions League in the background. Um, so if you hear us yell, it's because uh, Man City got scored on. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we're going to jump right into it. Um, so we're going to start off, uh, try to do it the same way we do it each each and every, uh, every other week. But we're going to start off by talking about transfers and signings. So that's people coming in and out of uh, Loudoun United. So Last week, they made the announcement just before the Pittsburgh game that there were two players from the Ivory Coast, uh, two, two Ivorian players that had been announced. Um, they were not in the match day 18 versus Pittsburgh, but they have been. Let's get let's be frank. They, they've been on the USL roster for a while. Um, we, we've known that they were going to be announced soon. Um, but we're just kind of waiting, I guess, for maybe some work visas or some international passport stuff to get cleared up. Um, but oh, it's, it's officially official now. It's officially official, but it'll be official <laughs> when we see them on the field. Um, they are part of the contingent and, and connection that uh, Coach Martin has developed and, and the D.C. United team roster as well has, has developed with a second mimosas, a big, big name team, one of the better teams in the entire continent across tons of leagues in Africa. Um, but it's a great relationship. It's a relationship that, that saw uh, Gasau Samake, you know, come over and eventually uh, make his way into the D.C. United team. So if you saw the interview, Coach Martin talking about that, he's he's referencing uh, the, the intent is that these are folks that are being brought in. Um, players that are being brought in with, with the intention of eventually bursting into the, the DC United roster spot. Um, but right now they're going to take international spots up on Loudon's roster and see how they perform. Um, there's two players, right? So you got uh, Zumana Diara. Is that right? Zumana, I'm going to get the, the head nod. Um, and then Abdul Zane. Those are, uh, so Abdul Zane is a midfielder. looks like a, a wing a winger or, or some sort, maybe an attacking presence. Both of them are attacking style players, but 
Um, he's listed as a midfielder. Um, he is 5'5", 130 pounds, if that matters. Um, and then slightly bigger at 5'7", is Zumana Diara. He is listed as a striker. Uh, yeah, slightly bigger. Both very small um, compared to, I think, a lot of the competition they're going to see at, at center back positions in, in yeah. this league. I hope they got some serious hops because uh, that's a bit uh, – sounds like a bit undersized. I, I probably tower a foot over him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you got a couple of years on them as well, and that's that's a good point because yeah. um, Diara is 18 and then uh, Zane is 19. So these are both youngsters with a lot of potential, mm-hmm. and, and DC and, and uh, Loudon slash uh, Martin all believe that they see that potential. So they're the newest incomers from ASEC Mimosas. Um, we love this relationship primarily because we love mimosas, um, not just the club, but the drink. So keep them coming in um, and looking forward to seeing uh, them. Uh, yeah. Perform. And hopefully they, they, uh, they do well. Um, yeah. So the other news is on, on the same front is ASIC mimosas, Gasau Samake, whose name recently popped up on the USL championships uh, loud and United roster page. And uh, why that is, uh, why do you think, Adam? I think you might have an idea. Well, there has been some news that uh, DC has decided, has uh, come to terms with a Venezuelan goalkeeper named Rafael Romo. They're seeing him as a potential backup to uh, Bill Hamid, even though yep. they're roughly the same age at 32 years old. Yeah, um, so. You got, you got Chris Durkin coming in the door um, at midfield, but that's not as significant in a sense yeah. because, you know, whereas Durkin, he's a homegrown player who came through the academy. He's coming back from international, um, international yeah. league. He but, actually played in the Atlanta game yeah. uh, last Sunday from when we're taping. And, and, you know, over the last week or so, we've been kind of talking about how Chris Durkin coming in, may he may see some midfielders come back into Loudon uh, Clubhouse like TKD or someone like that mm-hmm. who sits in similar roles. I mean, TKD is more of an attacking player. But this uh, this Romo guy, right? He he actually has to hold an international roster spot, and if DC yeah. doesn't have the amount they need, based if they traded them away or whatever it is, then you could see players coming back into. Um, and Loudon has a, has a specific amount of international roster spots too, so they have to be careful yeah. um, balancing that out. But but we're assuming that Samake is coming back. Is that good news? Yeah, he's a great player. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's definitely good news. But I will say that uh, the guy who he's going to be competing with at that left wingback position is currently listed as the best wingback in the league, um, oh. despite having uh, missed the last game for a red card. And that's Sammy Kadiri. So um, competition's a good thing. Competition's a good thing. Um, we yeah. certainly could have used him last week against Pittsburgh. But yeah, you know what they say, though? If you got uh, two uh, left backs, you, got, you don't have one. That's right. Um, you'd rather have two than one. Um, or is that a quarterback thing? Never mind. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> one, one will catch. So um, you're still getting our, our regular day before DC United alone announced players. Uh, you know, the, the regulars, that's Jeremy Gray, Kamarni Smith, who also takes up an international roster spot. Um, so yeah, you know, Hayden Sargers is also in that, that pool. Yeah. Those guys are now regulars. Um, they're, and, they're, I, they're... and I still think that there's a chance that, you know, if Hamid's healthy, we see Romo come to Loudon and play a few games. That's an interesting that's take. Just, that's just my speculation, though. Well, yeah, because now they've got three players that all could contend for uh, club or, excuse me, um, a cup cup spots or, you know, cup, cup, 
competition starting spots or even just the starting oh, spot yeah. on the roster. They're doing um, the U.S. Open Cup this year, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll be in it in the third or fourth round, whatever they, they get into. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, so that wraps up, I mean, transfers. It's not a ton going on, but there is some going on. Some of it's speculative. Um, mm-hmm. We're still looking forward to seeing this Skage Simonson guy also taking up an international spot. Yeah, um, but we, we know you're that. out there, Skage. Yeah, you don't have so. to be afraid of us. <laughs> um, you know, a couple of stats around the league that, that Loudon is kind of continuing to get a little credit. We're, we're currently fifth in the league. If, if you don't have a Google and you can't press the um, little button off to the right that says <laughs> uh, where we are in standings, um, we're behind a, a number of teams that we know we would probably be behind at this point, but we're happy to be up in the conversation with, including Louisville, Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh. Um, Gadiri overall right now is 11th in the entire league for chances created that at nine chances created. That's, that's pretty significant because he's missed an entire game. Um, Zumudio is second in the league for clean sheets with three clean sheets um, and 12th on Ooh. saves. He has nine saves. I think a lot of those came against Pittsburgh. Um, Grant Lillard is 10th in the USL for passes at 283 and then one pass behind him at 282. You can shows how tight the numbers are is uh is sargish but he's actually um not in the top 10 in the league but he is seventh in the eastern conference uh, excuse me he's ninth in the eastern conference and seventh is is, is lillard uh, hopefully you're getting all this and try to read this off to you we can talk about the games um tyler freeman is fourth in the eastern conference right now in goals with two the brace he had against new york red bulls too yep um tampa bay is now currently they have four in the Eastern Conference, all, all the top four, excuse me, uh, in the Eastern Conference are all Tampa Bay Rowdy, yeah, and that's, that's for passes. Are... Yeah, they're they're really uh, ball hawk ball hogging right now. Um, <laughs> so power rankings um, for the league going into week four. After week three, we were eleventh, and we bumped down to sixteenth after that loss to Pittsburgh. Um, spoiler alert, and. Um, we USL tactics has us at a 31.4% playoff chance um, rating with and a lot of, a lot of high remarks on uh, Luis Zamudio and his performances so far this season. So, um, so yeah, um, that's stats. We're going to talk about uh, the games. We had two games. First, there was the uh, scoreless draw against uh, Miami FC. And then there was the, uh, Unfortunate uh, 2-0 loss to Pittsburgh in uh, at uh, Rivermark Stadium, Highmark Stadium on the riverfront. Highmark. Highmark's a beautiful place. I don't know if you've ever been. Um, probably one of the closest yeah. games we'd be able to go to uh, as mm-hmm. Loudon fans. Um, I know, I know some this... of the Stampede went, yeah. That's right. I was going to say the same thing. Some Sorry. of the Stampede made Didn't up. No, no, no. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, they, they did make the trek up there. I, I wish I was a part of it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a cool place to go to. Um, if you haven't been to Pittsburgh yet, it's, it's a pretty cool city, but it, it sits right there like up, up against like a mountain, almost mountains, a strong word, but, um, it's against a very, very drastic Hill, but either way, um, had a lot of good performance in, in uh, in that, in both games, but starting with the, the Miami game, um, Rio hope Goon was amazing in the back line. You know, I think that was his best performance uh, to date uh just keeping it together back there i think that there's been other ones where where other defenders have really stood out um grant lillard and hayden sargers did have excellent games as well i think that hope Goon was just a step above a little bit um at that right center back position louis zamudio 
Um, great, great game. Clean sheet. Really didn't have to work very much because his defense did a lot of work for him, and that is amazing. Um, Sammy Gadiri. Sammy Gadiri. Uh, what a great game he had. An amazing game. Um, I think maybe that first yellow card was maybe a little bit harsh, and then that second one yeah. was um, maybe tacked on. So a little unfortunate there. But um, yeah, the you first wanna... one seemed kind of soft. Yeah, I think that man, I don't know what we're doing there, but um, <laughs> you know, it's hard to know what the ref is seeing in any given moment. But uh, yeah, a little bit of credit. But um, you almost want to give uh, Gadiri the man of the match, but you can't because he did draw a red card and that exposed the team at a time when we were really pressing. We were really looking like a threatening team. Um, we might be able to break through and and, and take three points on the road, but we didn't. Um. And, and so, uh, you know, you, you can't give him the man of the match. Zamudio mm-hmm. also in the conversation for the man of the match because of another clean sheet, third in a row, putting him top of the league at the time. Um, but I think the defense did a lot of that for him. Um, he did make some saves when they were needed. Uh, my man of the match went to, to Rio Hopgund. Rio Hopgund, uh, pretty good to see that he's been finally getting his due. Anchor. I think so, yeah. So angering the uh, back line as he has. Yeah. Um, and, and he, I think he did a great job at it. Um, but let's, that, that's, I mean, do you have anything else to add for Miami? It was, it was a, it was a dry game in the sense that, you know, you, you didn't have any goals. Yeah. It's a lot of Americans, right. That, that are getting into soccer right now. We'll see games like that. And there you see there, it's terrible. There's no goals, but yeah. uh, there's a lot to still take away, but you know, we don't want to draw too much on, yeah. on the Miami game. Yeah, there's not much more I can add than what you already put down, and that's the, you know, issue with following soccer is you're going to have games like these where just, you know, it's a lot of uh, mental battles and, you know, a few missed opportunities that don't result in goals. Yeah. you got to take that with the uh, games that are the high-scoring, exciting ones. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. It, it, it was, it was a, it's a good performance. It, it's a good point to get on the road. I'm happy with it. Um, don't want to take away from it anyway, but it, it, we, you do have to note that, you know, Speedy Williams and um, there's another uh, really fast uh, midfielder as well. That's attacking midfielder. Um, they, they were without the two of them. They lost a striker in warm up. Um, they, they only had like three players on their bench. It was, it, it was not the, the Miami we thought we were going to face. Um, so if I think we face them again at home, we're likely to have a, a lot more formidable opponent during that match uh, than what we saw there in, in Miami. But, um, but yeah, so, um, so coming off of two wins, you get to draw, and then we go up to uh, a fortress, uh, Highmark Stadium, as you mentioned. Um, uh, Bob Lilly has groomed some of the best talent to come out of this league um, some of the best talent to, to really come out of American soccer in, in general, he has continued to, uh, to, to put out. And, um, I mean, I think that did he, no, 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 I'm, I'm thinking of someone else either way. He is, he's, he's, a, he's a stud for the USL championship level. And, um, we knew going in there that we were the underdogs, even going in as the two winless teams in the Eastern conference, we were the underdogs. Yeah. Um, but we, we hung in there, right? You know, first half performance was, was good. At halftime, it was 0-0. Zero, zero. Yeah. And Hopkins almost got a goal there. Oh, so like what, in the 15th or like 12th minute or something? Yeah, yeah. I know. We had our opportunities. Um, you know, unfortunately, we, we couldn't, couldn't put them on frame nearly as many times as they did. They, they had a, 
a bucket full of shots on on goal on goal on us um you know some that the, the crossbar handled and uh one or two that i'll tell you the zumudio really came up huge on um but we it did result in a, a loss dane kelly off the bench with with a brace and um if you don't know dane kelly's name give him a google he's he's a big deal in this league um and he uh, is good at this sport. So yeah, uh, 2018 DC United legend, Dane. <laughs> Though he spent all but three minutes of that playing with Richmond. So, Oh, fair enough. I didn't even realize <laughs> that I meant more of his time in the last couple of years, but I know I'm just um, being facetious, but no, yeah, there you go. Well then he, he had a little bit of a chip on his, his shoulder. Then he let's go with that Yeah, man, for sure. Um, So, you know, with Gadiri being out, you had to shift some stuff around. And and I think Martin did a really good job of doing that. Um, it, it looked to me, I mean, the thing is, it's hard to read uh, Ryan Martin's formations, right? He has a very, very intentionally fluid uh, formation or fluid uh, yeah. attack, ta- attack style. Um, it, it takes a lot of endurance from the players to be able to do it. But you're, you're seeing for the first time, I think, at least under him, in my mind, that we're, we're witnessing players that are capable of, of maintaining and keeping up with that. Um, what I'm getting at, though, is that we were out we without Gadiri, who has been a huge component to uh, providing opportunities from the left. Um, so it, it looked to me like Jacob Green slotted from his normal spot at right wing back to left wing back. Um, he's excelled at right wing back as well. He's almost been overshadowed by Gadiri because of how well he's done. But he has done amazing. Um, and, and I think he was a fraction of as good. He was, he still he definitely had a good game. Definitely had, had a great game, but um, he was a fraction of himself uh, on the left. And then yeah. it seemed like Jeremy Gray, who normally plays central midfield, more of a distributing type of player, not as, not as much of a defensive player. He was in that wing back position on the right. Um, mm-hmm. and, and overall, you look at the stats overall, Jeremy Gray had the best game. He had the, best completion percentages he had the the most passes uh most uh, attacking opportunities but he didn't he didn't have any tackles he, he didn't have any really defensive presence um whether that was needed or not you know it, it's hard to say and um and yeah so it, it's i don't know it, there there were some highlights to it i, I mean what, what do you think what, what about uh what did you see from our, our attacking players did you see anybody who, who really kind of stood out to you well again aside from well, to be honest, aside from Jackson Hopkins, it seemed like uh, most of the time, especially in the second half, Loudon was on the back foot. So yeah, it became a little fair. difficult to uh, determine who's the best attacking player when it seemed more of the time that they were just fighting to keep the other team out of the goal. Yeah. And uh, though they did have some really good stops, unfortunately, it wasn't enough this time. Yeah. And, you know, Kamarni Smith was someone that stood out to me in the first half. I think he... I, I I saw him on the roster sheet and I thought to myself, oh gosh, I hope they're not, you know, he's not getting thrown back into that wing back position again. Um, mm-hmm. and, and from what I could tell, he wasn't, he was still in an attacking role and I think he continues to excel there. He created great opportunities. Um, his passing in the final third can be a little bit rough sometimes, but I think yeah. that it, it was, uh, I think he had the best overall attacking presence. I think that Liotti, um didn't have his best game. Uh, but, but, but certainly, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately that uh, also hurt, you know, yeah. saying Liotti, uh step it down a notch. I know you're going to have, you can't keep your foot on the throttle forever, but still. Yeah. It's, it's these, it's games where you're playing, as we said before, it's games where you're playing like the top of the league where you're going to, where you want to turn it on. 
Absolutely. Agreed. Yeah. Um, I also got to throw a nod out to, to Nikki Downs. I think he had um, a very, very hardworking game. But center mids uh, in this game were just workhorses, man. You know, Nikki Downs continues to just pay dividends in, in the investment that Loudon is giving to him. Um, I hope I'm hoping he's someone that gets to stick around for years. He gets to go um, maybe even up to the first team. But he had a, a presence that we just really are, are taking for granted right now. Um <laughs> Because yeah. He, he, yeah, he's just he's just really really throwing it out there, throwing it on the, on the field. Um, so so Nikki Downs was great. I, I got to give the nod. I think for the first time all season, uh, to the other player and center midfield, and, and and say that man of the match has to be uh, Michael Gamble. And and that's Ooh. not. Yeah, he. I don't think you know. Again, you look at the stat sheet. I don't think he had the best performance overall. I think Garay, you know, had better, more off the top of my head, more passes completed or. Um, more overall passes and more passes in, in you know, better completion p- percentage in the final third or the attacking half or whatever. But, you know, you look at like whose job is what and, and Gamble did his job. He provided attacking opportunities on one end of the pitch. He, he was defending on the other side of the pitch. He was, I, I think an overall, just a wonderful eight. And we saw a Michael Gamble that I don't think I've ever seen in a loud uniform. And, and I thought that that was awesome. So I think man of the match goes to Gamble. Yeah, we've been waiting for this because he's been, I guess, the most veteran player on the team. Yeah, we, we have been waiting for it, um, and, and I'm, I'm glad to see it. You know, it's, he was someone who was uh, a, a captain at times the last two years, um, and, and I'm glad that we are uh, we're witnessing it. So, um, so you got you got four games, four different man of the matches, man, man's men's of the match. Men of the match. Ew. Uh, Let's go with that. that again. Yeah, you know, with, with Kamarni Smith getting the winning goal against Indy, um, Tyler Freeman with the brace against New York, uh, Rio Hope Goon against Miami, and then Michael Gamble against Pittsburgh. It's almost one of those things where you like you don't you don't care about a man of the match in a game that we lose. But first loss of the season. Um, so we'll take it. Hopefully they bounce back in their uh, next uh, match or two. Well, let's talk up. about that. Next match or two is a doozy <laughs> to start off with. Um, this run of games with Miami being a really good team that was missing some components. Pittsburgh, just they, they, they're just a very, very good team. They're always in the, in the conversation with best in the Eastern Conference. And then Louisville, who is arguably the best team. This, this run of three games, Louisville being the best team Ooh. in the league um, right now. Um, but there's things to be said. So, you know, they're without Cameron Lancaster. He got injured preseason. He's still out. I don't know what his prognosis is, but I'm not sure if it's a season long injury, but their star, um, Cameron Lancaster, they're, they're currently without him. Wilson Harris is their current goal leader, but he's only got two goals. So he's got the same amount as us, you know, as, as our leading goal scorer. Um, All right. But one thing that they do have is an amazing defense that is anchored with veteran players and uh, has a, a guy by the name of Kyle Morton between the sticks who has four clean sheets in five games. Whereas wow. uh, with, with Luis Amudio, we're, we're lucky, we're blessed. He has three clean sheets in four games, so similar numbers. But um, I think that they have only allowed one goal in the last four matches. Oh, that sounds like a challenge. It does. You know, you can say the same thing about us. We've only allowed two goals in the last four matches all season. But yeah. um, it, it just goes to show that – what we're up against next is not another Indy 11. It's not another New York Red Bulls too. No, not to throw shade at either of those two franchises, but um, we are, we're going to be hosting Louisville city and we will be the 
heavy underdogs. Um, but we've been that before. We 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 know this role. We're we're comfortable being the underdogs, and so um, yeah, it, it's it's interesting to say. Uh, we've we played Louisville before. I don't know our record. I'm going to assume that we've lost at least the two or three games we've played against them. I know we've at least won, lost one or two to them. Um, you know, a, a, a quick note, I got to say, their stadium, by the way, I've, I've got an opportunity to watch them play at home against uh, San Diego Loyal. Um, I watched the game that Landon Donovan, who's San Diego's coach, uh, got red carded off the field. <laughs> they they've got no 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 shade to Seger Field, but they've got an adult stadium. This thing is better than most MLS stadiums. It is beautiful. Wow. Um, yeah, if you get a chance for a road trip for a USL game, that's the one it's got to be. Um, you got you got to do it. It's it's a it's a flying only. You're not driving that, but, <laughs> but yeah. So um, that's Louisville. Uh, you know they they've got a game before us, so they're not gonna be fully rested. They're gonna be playing. Uh, a team by the name of Chattanooga Red Wolves because of their affiliation, they're allowed to play in the USL, excuse me, in the uh, US, US Open, Cup. Open Cup. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so they're playing Red Wolves or hosting Red Wolves tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. So that's for those of you who listen to it, probably is today. Uh, but that's 7 30 p.m. Um, on the 6th of April. So if you want to get an idea of what we're up against, watch that game. Check it out. Um, I know I'll be watching, flicking between that and the other game, which is Nova FC versus Richmond kickers, but you know, I'll talk about all that. Um, <laughs> who do we got next after Louisville? Who, who, who's coming up? After that, we uh, play the Oakland Roots in Oakland at Laney Stadium. Mm. So that's 16 April. That's six days later. Um, not a full week of rest, and you got a travel day to factor in. And all the is, way across the country, too. Ex- yeah, man. This is a 3,000 miler, you know? So. <laughs> Um, depending upon how we come out of Louisville is really going to determine how we play against Oakland. Oakland is struggling this season. Let's make that clear. We don't know, you know how they're going to perform over the weekend before they play us. Um, but we do know that they have not won a game yet. They've got uh, two draws. Their most, two most recent games are draws. So they're in the, they're trending upward and their first three games are all losses, I think. Um, but this is how they started off last year. They were bottom of the league, kind of with us hanging out. They weren't very good. And then second half of the season, they had an amazing, amazing run of games and form, and it actually pushed them into a playoff spot where they qualified for the playoffs, I believe. I think they made the USL Championship uh, playoffs last year. So this is a team that is not performing at its best, and hopefully we can, can, we can get in and out before they uh, realize their best, and that makes sense. Well, let's hope so. But yeah, that's, uh, we got Louisville at home. We got Oakland away. Um, and then you'll hear from us again before we play our, our next game um, in the, the following weekend. So, yep. And that they come back home against the Birmingham Legion for college night at Segra Field. Good old but more on that as we get closer. More on that. So, so that's all. That's we got. We got. Um, we got. We got your transfers. You got your 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 team news. You got uh, Miami Pittsburgh game reviews, and you got Louisville and Oakland. So let's talk about the academy. Like this of is at DC United Academy. Um, you know. We always say, if you want to hear loud and stuff, you come to us. You want to hear stuff about Washington Spirit, listen to Kindred Spirit. If you want to listen to stuff about DC United, United 96 has got all that information. All of us fall under the umbrella of the RFK Refugees Network. But we also uh, get to talk about something we're very passionate about, and that is the DC United Academy. So yep. um, the take future it away, stars of both Loudon and DC United are all here. Heck yeah. Uh, and... Um, Admittedly, I didn't get out to see a lot of them because they were playing either in New England or 
elsewhere uh, for the past couple of weeks. There were a couple of games that they did hold at uh, Segra, the U15s and U17s, playing the respective academy teams of uh, NYCFC, the oh. MLS Cup champions. And I got to see the U17s on uh, previous Sunday morning, and they put up a pretty damn good fight. All right. Um, let me put it that way. I got to see uh, Saxon Walcott in uh, in goal for uh, the DC Academy team. He was getting uh, he was distributing some uh, instructions from the coach. He was helping to organize that team, and uh, he made some really good saves. And unfortunately, there were other times where the offense of NYCFC's uh, academy they just juke managed to juke past him and. Uh, Thankfully, the academy kids, the defenders, were in position to take advantage of it. Uh, on the other end, you had uh, players like uh, Nacho Ignacio Alem, who's, mm. uh, I believe, in the conversation for a two-way deal with Loudon, so to speak. Well, I think he's like on a, the roster, technically, yeah. but there's some play-betweens, right, between the academy yeah. and Loudon. Yeah, as well as, um, I think Isaiah Chisholm made an appearance, as well as... Yep. Uh, also in that uh, category. Yeah, also in that category. And uh, Brandon Meminger, who uh, was surprisingly good at uh, stopping New York from clearing the ball out and was a general pest against their uh, defensive um, against their defensive side. So there's some, uh, there's some things to look out for. Oh, yes, and one other note that uh, this hasn't been confirmed yet, so take it with a few grains of salt, but uh, – Pablo Maurer has reported that uh, Jackson Hopkins, who we've talked about multiple times on this podcast and who's technically an academy kid, he was committed previously, I guess currently, to uh, University of Virginia's team uh, this coming fall. But now DC United has apparently said that they're in the final stages of signing a homegrown contract with him. Could be finalized as early as next week. DC United hasn't said that, but I, I think that the rumors around Twitter are saying that. Um, and, yes. and some pretty credible rumors, was, or excuse me, some credible sources are saying that. So, um, yeah. you know, that, that means we, we could could see him leave us. Uh, I don't think he's played at the caliber we were hoping he would just yet, but we do know he has bags of potential. He's, I use that term a lot, bags of potential. Um, but, <laughs> but, yeah, it looks like Jackson Hopkins is around to stay um, and, and potentially maybe not uh, go exercise that, that, that college option. Um, yeah. Which is uh, which is great. It's great news um, if you're a fan of, of of talent staying in this club. Um, Indeed, and um, I mean, and we've been seeing Hopkins really churn it up for the few games that he's played in this season. Yep, that's right. So I think he definitely deserves a shot in the roster, though. There's a lot of you know he's got a lot of competition in front of him, especially if oh, they're yeah. open to make him a forward. Uh, and we we both know sorry. that both Loudon and DC need need striking presences, so. If that's oh, yes. if he can fire that spark for DC or for whomever, then that's an awesome thing. Yeah, and uh, one last thing on the academy coming uh, attractions. Sure. Uh, there aren't a lot. There aren't a lot of uh, games for DC's academy scheduled in the coming weeks. There is uh, the U16s are playing uh, noon on the ninth. This coming Saturday against FC Delco, a Pennsylvania-based soccer academy, and uh, the 16th also at noon against Real JFC, Real Jesus F and well, you know I can't say that here. I don't want to get banned. 
but there's no, they're actually based the real Jersey uh, football club and they're both taking place at Segra field. So again, as always, you know, come out, see futures, see some potential future stars of uh, DC United, Loudoun United or whatever college you uh, are going to. I did see a Maryland uh, soccer uh, scout, a university of Maryland soccer scout show up at the, uh, U17 match uh, last Sunday. So cool. it is possible. Or you can just, you know, enjoy the enjoy some game, take your kids out, give them something to aspire to. I can, man. Um, <laughs> what about uh professional debuts? Did, did you mention uh Matai Akinbomi? Oh yes, Matai Akinbomi. He got his first uh official pro minutes with the uh with during the uh Miami FC game, he got subbed in. Yeah, so he's a he's a one to, he's the one to watch for the future. You know, just to yeah. quickly note him, um, he's someone he's I think fifteen right now, uh, defensive style player, but I think he has midfield capabilities as well. But he's someone that Bayern Munich was uh, was scouting last year uh, from DC yeah. United's academy. So he's got a lot of lot of potential. Um, I mean, he is apparently he, like I said, he was like the nephew of one of their legendary center backs, uh, Sammy Kufur. So. There's so he's got that pedigree. Let's put it that way. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I just had to note that. I mean, I know we, we mentioned Isaac Espinal got his debut during the last episode against New York Rebels. So um gotta gotta throw throw one from Matai as well. But um, yeah, man, look, you know, hey, that's that's a great review on the academy. I think we got a lot to look forward to, whether it's you know, players coming in from from ASIC Mimosas or, or kids coming up through the academy. Um, this is a different caliber Loudon team. I think that. Uh, the fans are starting to realize that. I think that uh, the, the the folks around the league, other teams are starting to realize that. I think people yeah. are starting to take us a little more seriously. Um, so yeah. hopefully Martin can keep this up. Hopefully that the team can keep this up and this motivation level will, will stay high. Um, you know, I, I know I intend to be at the game on Sunday. Hopefully a lot of people show up and we can really show some support uh, behind yeah. a team that's growing momentum. So, Indeed. yeah. But, Looking forward to it. Heck yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think that's all we got for y'all folks uh, today. So, you know, as always, you know, if, if you if you made it this far in the episode, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we always appreciate it. We appreciate every single one of our followers um, and, and listeners. You know, it's it's uh, it's we, we do this as a passion and it, we do it because of y'all because um, you guys keep listening and keep asking us to do it. So, um, yeah. So uh, I think that's all we got. Uh, go ahead and take us away. Yep. And as always, I am Adam Indelovitz. Madam Davis. And uh, this has been Next in Line. Stay loud and united. Mm-hmm.